0: So you might be asking if you're new to church or new to the idea of God, you might be thinking like, does God really speak to people? Like I've heard about these people in the Bible that, that actually heard God speak or he, he would say something to them and it would change their life. Does that still happen? And I want to, I want to look at it this way. The question isn't, is God speaking? Because God is always speaking. Here's the real question we want to answer today. Am I listening? God is always speaking. Am I? listening. That's what I want to talk to you about a little bit today. Now, Jesus had some things to say about this. One of the famous things that he said was in John 10, 27. And in John 10, 27, Jesus calls his kids sheep. Now, listen to what Jesus says. He says, my sheep, listen to my voice. And I like this next part. He says, I know them and they follow me. The ultimate goal is I want to become a follower of Jesus Christ. And did you notice what Jesus says about his followers? They listen to his voice. That's actually a requirement. And so I want you to think about any relationship that really works in your life. What are, what are the, the foundations of that relationship? I think it can be broken down to two very basic things. One, you have to speak, that's pretty essential. And then two, and probably way more important, gotta listen, right? We have to speak and we have to listen. This is how we build a relationship with God too. We speak and we listen. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them. And then they follow me. And so if that's the goal, if we know, hey, we want to hear God's voice and we want to help the next generation win, can I talk to you about the challenge for just a second? Because it's real. The challenge is this. Life is loud. It just can be. And it's hard to listen when it's loud. Like, I want you to think about this. If we're trying to have a conversation in a crowded room, what's the one thing that you want to make sure you do? You want to make sure that you eliminate the noise because the noise starts to compete with the Voice. And uh, I, I was thinking about this show. I, I'd imagine most of the adults aren't familiar with the show, but I bet some kids and parents are. It's called The Loud House on Nickelodeon. Anybody like The Loud House? It's a pretty good one. And um, here's, the, here's the whole concept. It's this one brother in a sea of sisters. His name is Lincoln. And I don't know why they call it The Loud House. You put a bunch of ladies in a the house, they call it loud. I don't see what they're going with there. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure that one out. But, um, But Lincoln, he's kind of like drowning in the sea of voices and every episode is about how he kind of finds his way. And I was thinking about the Loud House and I I thought, man, maybe that's kind of a picture of our life sometimes. It's it's not because we don't want to hear God's voice. It's not because we don't wanna tune into the frequency that God's speaking on. It's just sometimes because there's things that are crowding out his voice. And I thought maybe this morning I could show you what I'm talking about. And I wanna preface this by saying, Most of the time, the things that are competing, the volume that's all around us, these layers of loudness, they're not necessarily bad in and of themselves, but they start to slowly add up. Let me show you what I mean. So maybe in your life, you're like a gamer, and it's like Minecraft, or I'm like an NBA 2K guy, Madden, whatever it is, and it's not that loud, it's not that hard to compete with my voice speaking over it. But you start to add in like extracurriculars like sports and dance and all of these things that take up time and they create more noise and it starts to get a little bit louder. How about media? Like maybe some of you guys can y'all admit like have you ever gotten stuck in a YouTube vortex and like five hours later after clicking on related links you're like, man, I just wasted my entire night, help me. This is what happens starts to get really loud maybe it's relationships in our life before you know it it's like you want to listen to me don't you but there's just something about it what if we could turn down the noise like what would that look like in our life here's the cool thing i don't know if you guys know this but especially you younger kids in here you're more sensitive to sound than us old adults are did you know that there's actually frequencies that you can hear in your ears that we can't. I, I want to prove it to you. Um, I want to I do a little bit of an experiment in the room today. Is that cool? I want to just play some different noises for you. They're going to be at different frequencies, different volumes Hertz levels. It won't hurt, I promise, but different Hertz amounts. And I want you to just wave at me if you can hear it. We'll start easy. We'll start with something that probably most of the room can hear. And then we're going to kind of weed some of us old folks out. Are you ready? So here's the first one. Are you ready? Wave at me if you can hear it. All right. Just about everybody can hear it. Pretty good. Now this next one, we're jumping up to 14,000 Hertz. And this is something that typically 25 years and younger can hear. But if you're above that and you can hear it, you have above average hearing. So let's go ahead and listen to this next sound. Wave at me if you can hear it. Hands are dropping like flies, but we can still hear it. Okay. This next one this goes up to like 17,000 hertz. This is literally what students will use as their ringtone on their smartphone at school so their teachers don't know that they're they have people calling them or texting them in class. Uh let's let's go ahead. Only students and probably dogs can hear this. Let's take a listen. Uh, wave at me if you can hear it. Okay. All right. I hear nothing right now. I'm old. Okay. So, uh let's let's do one more. This is probably the vast majority of the people in this room cannot hear this. Are you ready? Set. Let's go wave at me if you can hear it. All right, I have some people in the front here. Some Okay, let's give it up for everybody in the room that's still young enough to hear that. I have no clue if they played anything at all. So listen, listen. I think this is really, this is really cool. Listen to this. Case in point, not only are we more sensitive to sound when we're young with our real ears, I believe we're more sensitive to sound spiritually too. Like, I think it's why they tell us to train our kids when they're young to serve the Lord, because when they grow old, they won't depart from it, because there's this sensitivity to God's voice. God wired them to hear things. And as we get older, it's not that we mean to, but just like I just demonstrated, it's just like those different sounds begin to crowd out God's voice, and we stop hearing him clearly. And I think God wants us to see this for what it is so that we can hear him and you know it's cool you you really are at an advantage as a young person to do big things for God did you know that like we believe that about you we're not just waiting for you to someday get old enough to be a big boy or big girl and do big things for God we think God wants to do big things through you right now and so I want to talk to you about this boy in the Bible who did a pretty big thing his name was Samuel Samuel was 11 years old by all accounts And he was in training to be a pastor, a priest is what they called it in the Old Testament. And he was training from his master and his name was Eli. Eli was the high priest. And you know what's kind of sad is that Eli used to hear God's voice. He was really sensitive to that sound and he could tune into that frequency. But over time, he started to let the noise crowd out. God's voice and he stopped hearing him clearly. And guess what happens after we stop hearing God's voice? We stop obeying God's voice because we don't even know what he's saying. And so God had to do what I pray he would never have to do in my life. He had to go around one generation to use another that was willing to listen to him. And so Samuel is laying in bed one night. He's never heard God's voice. And just like all of us, he has to learn to listen. So he's laying in bed in that in that zone where just about to doze off, counting sheep. And all of a sudden, he hears Samuel. And I don't know about you, but that would kind of freak me out. (laughs) And so he's in a dark room. He hears this voice, and he's like, that has to be Eli, right? Because nobody else is here. And so he kind of stumbles through the darkness and gets into Eli's tent. And he's like, Eli, you called me. And Eli said, boy, I didn't call you. Get back to bed. That's pizza. That's something. That was not me. And so Samuel goes back to his room, kind of deflated, like, man, I don't know what I heard. Maybe it was my dream. And so he goes back to sleep, and again, he hears Samuel. And he's like, I know I heard something that time. And so he goes back to the room, and he's like, Eli, you called me. And Eli's like, I didn't call you. Boy, go back to sleep. And so he goes one more time. The third time it happens, and Samuel's starting to get, like, confused, like, what's wrong with me? I have voices in my head. I don't know. And and so finally, he goes to Eli and Eli this time even though he hasn't heard God's voice or listened in years all of a sudden he he realizes what's happening and he says this is God speaking to you I want you to listen to what Eli tells him and I want to make this point real quick 1 Samuel 3:1 Here's what it says about the state of their world in that day It says in those days the word of the Lord was rare there were not many visions And I thought, man, that's interesting because it sounds an awful lot like what I think the condition of our world is today. Have you ever noticed that it's kind of a rarity that people can even hear God's voice, let alone follow it? It's not, it's not normal. And can I tell you the next thing to go? When you stop hearing God's voice, you start losing your vision. You stop seeing where God wants you to go with your life. And that's exactly where Eli is. And so God chooses to speak to Samuel. And it's kind of like one of those moments where it's like, hey, do as I say, not as I do. And so here's what Eli says. This is brilliant. He knew how to talk to God. First Samuel 3, 9. If the voice calls again, say, speak, God. I'm your servant, ready to listen. I grew up in a church that so valued the voice of God. I grew up in a family that valued the voice of God. We always made space for God to speak. He was the voice we needed so that we could have a vision for our life. If there's one prayer you could pray every day of your life, I would say it's this. Speak, God. I'm ready to listen. And then if you could just do this, commit to this one thing, just listen to God and do what he says. Listen to God. Do what he says you ever thought about how many problems would be solved in our life if we weren't just knuckleheads and we just listened to God and did what he said? I I know for me, my life would probably look a little bit different if just every time I listened to God and did what what he said. And so I I want you guys just to say this with me because as we go to school and work and as we go to our different practices this week, if we can commit to say, speak God, I'm ready to listen. I believe God will speak you know, Jesus, anytime that he would talk to people and he was about to drop some heavy truth, one of the things that he said very often was, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so what's Jesus saying? Hey, if we can put our hearts, and you can't, you can't spell heart without ear, right? That's kind of interesting. If we can put our hearts, the ears of our heart in a place where we're ready to listen and we can just say, speak, Lord, I'm ready to listen. I really believe God always takes us up on it. And God is always speaking. The question is, am I listening? I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads and we're just gonna have a moment where here's what I really believe could happen. I really believe God actually wants to speak and I just wanna give him a moment to do that. And so for some of us, this is a moment where God's just gonna ask you to make an adjustment. For some of us, man, we're, we're probably bordering that place where we look a little bit more like Eli than Samuel. I've been there and right now it's just a recalibration. It's just saying, God, speak. I want to listen again. I'll do what you say. God loves you right where you are, but he loves you way too much to let you stay there. And so if that's you and you kind of feel like, man, I hear God's voice calling me. I hear him speaking to me. It might not be audibly, but he's speaking to me, to my heart and I want to respond. Here's here's an invitation. It's probably the most important invitation you'll ever get in your lifetime and for all of eternity. In a world that, that tells us there's all kinds of different ways to believe, all kinds of different truths, that truth is not absolute, Jesus came to the earth, lived a perfect life, and then he hung on a cross and he took the punishment of sin for us and he made this statement about himself while he was here on the earth. He said, I'm the way. I'm the truth, I'm the life, and no one comes to my Father except through me. I'm the gate, I'm the door. And he made it really simple. When we hear his voice, he gives us something that we can respond to with our voice. And here's what he says in Romans. He says, if you believe in your heart, you say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. What are you saved from? You're saved from an eternity separated from God you inherited eternity with God in a place called heaven. But here's the coolest part. It's not just about heaven someday. It's about heaven coming here and now into your everyday life because God cares about every detail. He wants to help you. And it's not about being perfect. It's about taking a step one day at a time. It's a journey. We're saved in seconds, but we learn over a lifetime. And so if that's you and you're like, man, I want to give God, control of my life. Maybe you've been baptized. Maybe you've been uh, belonged to a church your whole life, but you can never remember a moment when you said, God, take control of my life. I call you Lord. Jesus, you're my savior and my Lord. If that's if that's you, I wanna lead you in a prayer. A- everyone else let's pray. there are hundreds of people that have prayed this prayer before, and they're gonna pray it with us and help you out. But this is a moment where I, I really believe a miracle takes place. So with every head bowed, I close all focus and attention on God. Pray this with me. Say, dear God, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that he loved me enough to take my punishment, my sin, my shame, my guilt on the cross, wiped it all away. Thank you that he loves me right where I am, just as I am, and it compels me to change. Jesus I call you Savior. I call you Lord. I won't be perfect, but every day I'm committed to take a step. In Jesus' name.